Hi everyone, it's the Emily at the beginning of the episode. The Umbrella Academy is a show that deals with themes of the apocalypse. For some, the idea of that can be terrifying or triggering, especially with what's going on right now. We will avoid saying the word, but the show itself does no such thing. If this causes discomfort or panic for you, feel free to skip the show and even this episode. As well, we would be remiss if we didn't mention that two of the characters, Luther and Allison Hargreaves, have a semi-romance in season one. Some people will say it's fine because they are adopted siblings, but that still means they are siblings. The creator of the Umbrella Academy himself has realized his mistake, so in season two this is remedied. But if that also is something you don't want to engage with, feel free to skip those scenes in the show, skip the series, and even this episode. We won't really mention it much in the episodes, but we still wanted to make sure you were informed and aware. We will be doing more episodes on the Umbrella Academy, so we will make sure to include warnings like this in each one. Our apologies if this means you'll have to miss out on some of our content, but we'd rather ensure your mental health is kept safe instead of you giving us more views. That's it for now. Welcome to the show. What is the show? Simply put, the hosts arrive each episode armed with elaborate and convoluted theories. They and their guests share and discuss back and forth until one theory reigns supreme. There isn't actually a winner or a loser, it's just a fun game between friends. Still unsure on the rules? Well please, let me explain. Today, you know, you know our Twitter at LME Pod. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah the, the Twitter that we have. And, yes. Oh yeah, because yeah, because we have a Twitter at LME Pod, uh, mm-hmm. and you know we also have a Discord server, which yes. is pretty fun. And I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. it's oh, excellent, and everyone sh- is very kind. Trey, Trey, what? Trey, what? Look, look, look. Oh, 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 oh. Hi. Hello. Sorry. Uh, Sorry. Hey, uh, <laughs> didn't 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 see you walk in there. <laughs> Uh, oh, well, uh, well, well, huh. gosh, oh, you, you got look, us look talking, at us. A, look at us having a chat. Oh, <laughs> oh well, anyway, yeah, that was, that was, that was all not planned. Anyway, oh. welcome back to Let Me Explain. I'm your host, Emily. And today I filled my mason jar with dreams and wisdom, or as some might like to call it, water. And I am your other host, Teray. And the beating of our hearts is still the only sound. On this episode, we watched the first two episodes of season one of the Netflix hit original show, The Umbrella Academy. Ugh. <laughs> you st- are you still having some feelings about about The Umbrella Academy? Emily, you doing all right? I'll over never, there? I'll never not have feelings about it. <laughs> Oh, that's so valid. I mean, who do you think I am? <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, honestly, if I, I'm just saying, like my my romantic attentions tend to lead more sapphic. But if Justin H. Min were to hit me up on any social media website and be like, "Hey, can you be here?" I would simply cancel all my plans and go. It's not up for debate. It's just not. That's not safe to do right now, though. 
No, but when when everything comes, of course I'd be socially distancing, I'd wear a mask and everything, and we'd have a very lovely conversation about whatever. But I would not, I simply could not say no to Justin H. Min. I couldn't. You would simply sit there and look at his face. Yes, his lovely, lovely face. So, uh, let me, let me have a sip of my, sip of my wisdom dream water. <laughs> also, I hope I didn't sound like some sort of, like, holistic asshole hippie mom or something <laughs> like that, who is like, water is the cure-all for everything. You're wrong. Yeah, your depression doesn't exist. Just drink water. Shut up, Linda. Actually, actually, no, yeah, one time I did drink water and my depression did go away. Oh, interesting. Wait, no, no, my thirst. Yeah. That's, I was, huh. yeah, that makes a little bit more sense. Anyway, now that we're done dunking on suburban moms, The Umbrella Academy is a television show. Yes. It is a that tele- you can watch on your television. Mm-hmm. On the Netflix. If you have Netflix. On, on the Netflix. And we're, we'll, we'll provide a nice, wonderful little summary of uh, episodes one and two, because let's be honest, there's so much shit that we in no way could do a single episode on just the entire first season. Yeah. That's, we can't do that. That's too much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, the show itself starts with uh, a young girl very much mislearning what, uh, how babies are made as she holds hands with a boy, a nice little fellow Russian boy at the pool, and suddenly, boom, she's pregnant. Because that's right, this show starts off with a very, like, worrying like scene of suddenly seven spontaneous pregnancies yeah skip that if you're like me i just yeah skip it but anyway yeah and it's not even just the seven spawns it's the it's there's technically 43 of them but we only 43 of them we only see the one birth which is super traumatic for that poor poor girl who was just coming to have it to the russian ymca to have a good time yes so consider this you are some tall skinny evil looking white man with a monocle and you hear about 43 spontaneous births and you're like huh i look like mr peanut if he got stretched out what will i do i'll buy seven children he buys seven of them and he goes yes i shall make a school slash home slash abusive death hole that I will train and teach these children to be my personal little superheroes. Ha ha ha. And thus we have the formation of the Umbrella Academy. Which is essentially just the dark side version of the ghoul school. I don't know what that is, but I will agree. in the ghoul school? Oh shit, that thing. Oh, that brings up, that brings up too many memories. Okay, so we start off. Children adopted. Father, shitty. Then we get to see our wonderful seven children. Or, no, should I say five? Five. Five for right now. Four reasons. Number one, we have Luther. Uh, He is actually, he is also called number one. They all were given numbers. Because their dad, I don't know if I mentioned this. Shitty. Didn't name them. Shitty. Had their robot mom name them. Had their robot mom name them. So we have Luther. He looks like an Aryan wonder kid on steroids. <laughs> He's very tall. Uh, and he has the power of super strength. Uh, then we have number two, which is Diego. Diego is, and I, and I wrote this down, and I wrote this down, and I want to I wanna make sure I do this. Uh, his power is that he can control, uh, like, 
moving metal objects so like he will throw these knives around and they will like curve around and such it's really great he's also very very pretty very pretty to yes look at. oh yes and in my personal observation diego did just watch every macho movie known to man and then create his kind of personality around that yep which because is why as you watch the show <laughs> yep he he will he will just stop for a second and like look at someone and you can see him ruminating in his head trying to come up with an insult <laughs> or like a one-liner and he's just like yeah and also and also in episode two he literally he literally cracks a fucking egg on a sink and just eats the yolk raw it, he eats the whole thing raw and here's the thing uh you he motherfucker didn't, he didn't have to he just did it david castaneda just did it it wasn't required of him he just felt that and he made us all watch and i hate it i hate it so much yeah. like his power isn't immunity to salmonella <laughs> you are not immune to salmonella <laughs> <laughs> if we can get him if we can get him to send us a picture of him like pointing <laughs> we can we could just like make that <laughs> we could Oh, mm -hmm. I would love that. <sighs> yes, but then we have number three. Yes. Allison. Oh, she's so wonderful. She's so pretty. So, so fucking pretty. Can we talk about how she, the actress who plays her, Emmy Raver Lantman, is very lucky because not only is she extremely attractive, she is also uh, dating David Diggs, which, you know, living the dream, honestly. What a legend. Allison's pretty fun because she is a movie star and her power is like mind control. Specifically, she has to say the phrase, I heard a rumor and then she puts it in. Such as, I heard a rumor that you would give me $20 or I heard a rumor that you would be a better father. Just kidding. She never uses that power. Why does she ever use that power? God damn it. Now we have number four, queer icon extraordinaire. And in my personal opinion, if I had to give the pin from Velvet Goldmine to one character from every show we watch. <laughs> oh, he's the one that has it. Absolutely, bitch. Absolutely. This is Klaus. Ugh. Number four, Klaus has the power to see the dead, speak to the dead, talk to the dead, get haunted by the dead. So he is also a huge drug addict currently because yes. he he's literally it's, surrounded by dead people and he's traumatized to hell. It's Yeah, I was going to say it's the trauma for flavor. Number five disappeared when he was age 13, when he ran away from home. Uh, his power is that he can teleport and also travel through time and space. Hmm, I wonder why he disappeared. Then we have number six. Dead. And then we have number seven, <laughs> played by the wonderful Ellen Page, who, and I quote, really just Ellen Paged up the whole character. Yeah, it's, uh, they... There's a couple things about the character that she was uncomfortable with costume-wise later in the show, and they absolutely let her butch it up a little. And then and there, this, this will be discussed at length in the episode, like, later when we talk about this particular character, but... Oh, yes. It, it... <sighs> Vanya, who Vanya. is Ellen Page, yes. uh, Vanya has no powers and is kind of a sad girl just basically shunned and depressed yes uh is is on a lot of like 
heavy anti-anxiety and antidepressant kind of meds uh, and that kind of stuff. So we open the show. They're all kind of doing their things. Uh-oh, their dad died of like a heart attack or some shit. And I don't know. The, the uh-oh is very sarcastic. Said the with uh-oh is sarcasm. Very sarcastic. Please re-listen to it and just put it in bold in your head. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yep. So essentially... He's dead. They all show up together. They all start getting grumpy with each other. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, They all try to go and have a nice tender moment. And they go outside and they look over at Ben's statue. That's right. Number six. Ben, he's dead. Yep. Still dead. And there's just a statue of him, sad as a teenager, who's dead. And Uh, somebody pointed out that the statue looks like Stingy from Lazy Town. And I've never been able to unsee that. The statue literally just looks like Stingy from Lazy Town Heroes. Welcome to hell. I'm not going to cut any of that. I want that uncomfortable pause to be in there. How fucking dare whoever said that. And you can't... Now, like, you're thinking about it, now you can't unsee it, right? You just can't. This this trauma is mine. <laughs> Look, look, this if lack I have of a father figure it, is mine. Look, if if you have to think about it, I have to think about it too. Okay? This is okay. Com- communal think. So Stingy from Lazy Town died secretly <laughs> in some way, we don't know. Uh they go out, they try to have a nice a nice little a nice little thing, you know, where they pour his ashes out, but it's raining and shitty, so it all just dumps onto the ground. Uh Luther and Diego end up having a macho boy fight. Uh, Diego is also really grumpy towards Vanya, because Vanya, being traumatized and not having any superpowers to have people just go, yes, I'll hire you, you know, did what she could, and she wrote a book about her trauma and exposing the horrible Mr. What's his name? Hargreaves. Uh, What's yeah. his first name? But also how shitty Reginald. But also how shitty her siblings were to her as yes. kids. So they're uh-huh. all, like, kind of bitter about it. Except mm-hmm. Allison, who kind of gets it, but doesn't talk about how she gets it, so. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, they fight, that stuff happens, they all go away to brood in their own rooms. Luther puts on a little music, and we have the thing the thing that really shows you, wow, oh my god, hot damn, this show has an amazing soundtrack. <laughs> Ugh, Ugh. I think we're alone now by 80s superstar tiffany they have this wonderful dance scene it's great they do their little thing i suggest you watch it it's <laughs> it i think we will have put it in the primers most likely oh, yeah. uh and then uh oh something's happening weird things are happening they go outside back into the little courtyard there's a giant blue portal they see an old man pushing through the portal then as he falls through he shifts into his younger form that's right it's number the five, five. Because number five accidentally stepped forward into the future, which is essentially all destroyed by something. Uh, He managed to make his way back somehow uh, and is kind of going about doing that. Uh, The the siblings all kind of split off. Luther's trying to figure out, oh, maybe somebody somebody killed dad. And Diego's like, I'm going to go brood and also fight crime. And and Klaus is just like, good, take me to waffles. And he (laughs) bums a ride with him. Uh, then five goes to this wonderful, wonderful donuts diner. Uh, Run by the nicest the, the, little Jewish lady in the universe. 
the sweetest lady ever. We oh. love her very much. Oh. Gets mistaken nice. for this old tow truck di- driver's uh, son. Uh, and essentially, the tow truck driver leaves. Old woman goes into, their, into her back room. Mm-hmm. Old woman goes into her back room. And then these, like, six armed guys show up to number five, say, we're, like come on, be chill with us, come with us. And he kills all of them by teleporting around and stabbing people to the tune of Constantinople. Mm-hmm. And it, it's so, it's and, so good. We, oh. we have that stuff. We skip into the next episode because mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of stuff. We see a wonderful scene in which, uh, set to the song, Run Boy Run. Yes. Uh, as number five is like, uh, not ready my ass. Cause, uh, Reginald Hargreaves is like, you can't teleport yet. And he's like, I'm going to do it anyway, which, and- it was the only thing he was or sorry you can't time travel yet which was the only thing reginald hargreaves was actually ever correct about i guess because when he does <laughs> yeah, so he skips forward like too far eh, two yeah. months 17 years and then he is in a destroyed world and he runs back and he's alone and the thing that breaks my heart the most is he calls out for vanya and then ben and then dad and it's like, damn, five, six, and seven were all friends. I, I was, uh, yeah, that that is the thing yep. that I have in my theories is like, uh huh, uh, four four through seven were tight as hell. Like, oh, oh yeah. You better be careful. I don't want you to use up your one good theory. Oh no, 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 no. My my one good theory is is being specifically reserved. I okay. It, I have it written down right. in a step in a separate place. Okay, good. Watch yourself. I, I know. You better, I'm, be, I'm you, better do- be, you better be fucking careful. I'm doing my best, okay? Ugh, okay. So, uh, we go about... Some stuff happens in episode two. Uh, these wonderful two individuals in blue suits uh, show up, go over to a uh, motel. They get told that they all have... That they have one room shared together with two beds instead of their own separate rooms. They're like, we're fucking budget cuts. They're carrying around a briefcase for some reason. They pack up. They've got a picture of number five as an old man. Looks like they are the new bounty hunters sent to kill him and hunt him down. They also have a bunch of guns and such. Do their thing. Uh, the, the man, Hazel... Uh, proceeds to go and hide the briefcase in the vent saying you know uh, it's a rule made by bureaucrats that we have to carry it around with us at all times Uh, they never had to carry one in the field my wrist hurts he's got carpal tunnel yeah he's got we got some carpal tunnel representation everybody Mm, feels so good feels so good Uh... (laughs) finally some good representation of how irritating carpal tunnel is Oh, God, finally. Hazel complaining the whole time. The only true carpal tunnel representation is a nine-to-five murderer. (laughs) And I'm okay with that. I'm all right with that. He's a very good man. So we have that kind of stuff. Uh, uh, Diego goes to the shootout area. He gets caught by the wonderful Detective Eudora Patch. They've had chemistry back in the past, and I don't mean the class. Uh, and they go about there. She tases him, handcuffs him, which I think is actually pretty par for the course for their relationship anyway. So yeah, probably that's, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, goes about from there. Uh, he gets a corner report. No, he stole that in the second episode. <gasps> I forgot. What? Episode one. One of the last things we see is Diego. Oh is yeah. The, the water. Dumping and the suddenly yeah. he's got the monocle. Mm-hmm. And he drops that in the pool. And more importantly, 
not the pool, some call it. The lake. The lake. lake. The lake or a river or something, yeah. Uh, We also do see a little hoodie boy in a nice leather jacket and a hoodie combination uh, sitting while Klaus talks to him in the back of the car. Diego's like, huh? What what is that? That's right, it's number six. Mm -hmm. Because Ben is dead, but that means he hangs out with Klaus. Yes, 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 yes. Which is, yes. yeah, which is a great time. Uh, episode episode two also has, like, Pogo's like, hey, Klaus, you're basically naked in a in a rainbow zebra print, uh, like, <laughs> jock strap, and that's it. Um, did you steal shit from your dad's study? And then Klaus goes, no. And then a, a montage says yes mm-hmm. <laughs> about how he sells it to buy drugs. <laughs> and then it's, yeah, it's a, it's a great time. Uh... We go from there, yada, yada, yada. Uh, God, there's so much shit to pack I, I, into this. I know. I, I, it, just, just skip, skip the through it. The episode is already Va- going to be 120 minutes long. Oh. Oh, uh, yeah. Vanya meets an incel or something like that. Vanya meets an incel. His name's Leonard. He wants to learn how to play the violin, but maybe more. We've got um, number five has an eyeball of someone's from the past, yes. or the future. He pulled yeah, that but, out of Luke's yeah. dead hands in the in the uh, future when he went. He does that. He got there. And, uh, that he's like, I had a I had a wife or something like that. Her name's Dolores. We were together for for thirty years. He was actually stuck in the past for forty or in the future for forty five years, years. Yep. and then other times for another amount of time. Yeah. Uh, God, so he goes to a department store where he meets Dolores. That's right. She's a mannequin? Yeah, that's yeah. fine. You know? Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, mm-hmm. love who you love, okay? Yeah. Uh, then uh, he goes from there. Hazel and Cha-Cha show up. They put on their dope fucking helmets, mm-hmm. uh, masks, which I now realize are helmets because there is, like, a whooshing noise, and then they, like, inflate to, like, metal almost, mm-hmm. which I never noticed that. And they have a shootout trying to kill him set to Don't Stop Me Now. He disappears. Uh, yeah, I don't know what else is in the episode. I think that's... The, it ends with him finding the eyeball yeah. in uh, in Luther's hand, so... Yes, right, yes. We get that final scene of five stuck out in the in the shitty future. And he finds, he finds, like, the eyeball held in Luther's hands. Who He doesn't recognize any of them. And he keeps going, and then he sees Klaus's body. And he sees the tattoo that their father made all of them get. Well, they were Fucked like, up. Yeah. They're like yeah. 11, 10, 11 ish, which it's it's just. And ugh. Diego is now afraid of yeah. needles forever. Oh yes, Diego's afraid of many things, and that will be one of my theories. I'm very excited. <laughs> uh, yes, but so yeah, uh, this I recommend you watch the show, and I will have put a warning most likely at the beginning of this episode, as it does deal with like themes of the apocalypse, and if that's not your thing. You're probably not listening to this episode anyway. You probably don't want to watch the show. I'm, yeah. I'm trying not to use that term at all or anything like that. So, yeah. But that that is, like, a very consistent thing through the show. So if it's not your thing, take care of yourself as usual. Boom, boom. And if you're not taking care of yourself, hey. Hey. You should nice to be. yourself. Yeah. You deserve good things. Mm-hmm. Do you want a hug? We, we hey, can, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Bring it in. Bring yeah. it in if that's Bring your it thing. In. Come on. Come on. Get on yeah. over here. Hug there your we... headphones. Uh, that's yeah. us. There we go. Yeah. Hi, that's us. Yeah. This is weird a little bit right now, isn't I mean, it? I mean, not really. It could be weirder. Uh, so <laughs> I, heard, I heard a theory. 
what 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 is the theory oh wait okay this first one isn't a theory uh but it is an observation for those of y'all who don't watch the show i'm gonna describe leonard to you in uh one single (laughs) sentence Leonard, for those of you who don't know what he looks like, imagine if you combine that white guy from BuzzFeed Unsolved with some 30-year-old who always posts about getting friend-zoned. Ah! Why would you do Shane Majade dirty like that? Why? Shane! That's why, his name! Why would you why would you say why would you compare Shane to, to Leonard? What did he do to deserve this? I just in looks. Okay. I mean, okay, I guess. But like I, listen, listen, okay? I don't hate Mr. Peanut because he looks like Reginald Hargreaves. I hate him because he's a corporate logo and, like, a thing. And they killed him at the Super Bowl? Yeah. What the fuck is this year? They killed Mr. Peanut at the Super Bowl. Who knows? <sighs> okay, okay, all right, okay. This is the dark timeline, okay? Yes. Okay, so, alright, do you want my Luther theory, or do you want my Ben theory? Um, okay. Or do you want my old guy who runs the boxing ring theory? I, I want to hear your theory about Al. Give me your Al theory. I want I want your Al theory. Diego, being a depressed boy, is like, I want to be able to have a place to live, but it shows off my angst, and also I need money and stuff. So, he goes to this guy that's like, it's a boxing ring... And the guy hosts fights and shit. So Diego fights in those. He also cleans up at night. Uh, He gets to, like, rent the back room, you know, for free or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Al, every every time somebody goes, like, Luther stops by to find Diego. And Al is this old man. I'm going to have to post a picture of Al because he's... he's, Hey, look at our Twitter. I've posted a picture of Al. There he is. Boom. Uh... He he is he's this old guy with a little like weird beanie with like a little winter pom pom on it. I think I'm pretty sure. I love yes, that man. Absolutely. Uh, but the first time he sees Luther, is he just goes, "Ah, you're fucking big. <laughs> do, do you ever considered fighting?" <laughs> and just and just like my my theory is that Al wants to start a super powered fight ring. Oh my god, I love yes. Yes. And so, and so like, you know, every, every time any of the like Hargreave siblings stop by to see Diego, he's like, ah, you ever thought about fighting? (laughs) He's just like, what if I got the whole Umbrella Academy to fight in the ring for me? (laughs) And then he's got the monocle on. (laughs) Al's the mastermind. I mean, honestly, I trust Al in his brief appearances in season one more than I trusted Reginald Hargreaves for the entire two seasons that we've watched. So, oh, yeah. So. That man knows how to raise children. Absolutely. His, his children are all, his children and grandchildren are all stable. Stable, functioning adults. And they fight like a train. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. That's it. That that's that's mainly it. I just okay. like the idea of Al of Al just like, oh, you know what? You know what? Yeah, like if Allison ever shows up, he's gonna be like, yeah, hey, <laughs> it's pretty fucked up how Diego said that thing to you the other day. You ever and thought about punching like, him in the face? <laughs> hey, you know it is pretty fucked up. And then 
you know, number five shows up and he's like, hey, you want to get out all that aggression? Why don't you go beat the shit out of this guy? And then number four shows up and he's like, hey, Klaus, give you money. <laughs> and Klaus is like, damn, hand me a gun or a knife. I don't care. He's like, give give me whatever you got. I, I will do it. Uh, yeah. All right. Okay. So do you? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm so ready. I so I'm gonna save my my one good theory. So I have two. I have two mm. two reg, two regular theories and then my one good theory. So mm-hmm. do you want to hear my my regular theory or do you want to hear my triad of Ben theories? Ben, First. I would like I would like to regret. Uh, I would like to request Ben number one. Okay. Because they're they're all kind of connected. Because I was thinking about it, and I was like, Ooh. "Now hold Ooh, on a minute." Okay. Because okay. I was I was making connections. I was pulling things. Okay. In. Okay. Then how about this? I'll say my Ben theory. Okay. Before you blow mine out of the water. Okay. Are you ready? <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Ben hates his power, because he is a devout Catholic. <laughs> Every time he uses his power as a kid, he seems uncomfortable and reluctant. And it's not because he doesn't like what it does. Simply, he feels uncomfortable summoning forth some Cthulhu-like behemoth from within his very being, because it acknowledges multiple gods and other realities rather than the one true savior that he knows. <laughs> he, so, like, he, he doesn't mind getting coated in blood. For we are all children of God. Thus, the blood and viscera are but simple anointments for him. Mm-hmm. In episode two, when they're sitting at breakfast, Ben is reading a book. Boom. That's a Bible. <laughs> I see. I I was thinking it's because he's he's Asian and he wanted to avoid the stereotype. So so he immediately <laughs> was like, Ah shit! Here we go again. <laughs> Father, I must find the Lord. <laughs> I don't think Ben talked like that. <laughs> you don't you, you don't know. We haven't I... heard him talk before. <laughs> don't say anything different than that. No, we haven't heard him talk before ever. Okay. As they're sitting there in episode two and 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 five, you know, is like stabs a stabs a table and goes, I wanna time travel, Dad. And then he he's like you are interrupting Sir Car- er- er- Carlson's lessons, and and then and then you know Ben also raises a hand. He's like, and the word of John sixteen. He continues to read. <laughs> oh, that's fabulous! I love it. Okay. And you know, I like I like the idea of him going into the bank vault in that first episode when we see the little flashback of them fighting as kids. Mm-hmm. As he goes in and his like tentacles start coming out of his like stomach or whatever mm-hmm. and he is like thus we are the lambs to slaughter we are the ones who will meet the lord in the end <laughs> and he and he looks down at this guy and he goes like no 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 and he's like i am jealous of you for you shall meet our father and savior before i shall send him my regards and then like rips him in half incredible absolutely incredible <laughs> you are the body and blood of you and i will take that as a replacement for now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Can I do mine? Ben time. Okay. So my Ben theory, my Ben theory is that if Ben uh, hadn't died, that would have been responsible for the bad future. 
because now now hear me out here because there are 40 there are 43 other people who are also born with powers who's to say ben is the only one with an eldritch horror living in his abdomen mm. we we know cthulhu is the gatekeeper so who's who's to say who's to say that if those other ones who also have eldritch horrors living within their beings could come together who's to say truly but they they had to kill Ben because number seventeen. My belly button is a black hole. <laughs> yeah, num uh number forty or number forty three. Uh, I am the color out of space. Yes, number twenty three. My toenail clippings shall cleave <laughs> the earth in half. My my idea for that is they become gigantic blades, and Ooh. then they slice everything in half. I like that. I don't. It's a good one. I don't because it's toenail <laughs> clippings. That is fair. That is, that is kind of gross, but I mean, I mean, oh, that reminds me like that, that chick from like the original X-Men series, the one who's like, who, who's got like the same thing as Wolverine, but it's out of her fingernails. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, ow, first of all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just like, <sighs> yeah. Like, how does she? Like, she must eat so many carrots all the time. Oh, like the, the because f- it's keratin, right? Uh, Wait, yeah. is keratin from carrots? Yes, it is. But Holy if, shit! If you eat too much of it, it'll turn you orange. My mom had a roommate in college who turned orange from eating too many carrots. Oh my god! Just like Arnold in that one episode of the Magic School Bus. Yes. You know, if you switch <laughs> up the words for Leonard, you get Arnold. No! Don't besmirch my good boy, Arnold. If you ignore the E. I mean, true. That is true. But I hate, I'd hate to besmirch uh, my uh, please let this be a normal field trip boy. It's, it's, yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. Uh, Arnold from the wonderfulness that is the magic school bus is, is simply like before Miss Frizzle realized that she was trans and transitioned. That's it. Like. It's absolutely. Absolutely. That's actually, okay. Oh, I've done it. I've done a theory now, an actual theory. Uh, Oh, fuck. (laughs) Shit. Okay, yeah. So Ben would have caused the bad future. Yes. That would have, it would have been, it would have been Ben and. I do think. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. And then I have, um, I have an, I have an Agnes theory. And then my mm. one good theory. Oh. oh, is Agnes one of the 43? No. Because, like... Okay, what is it? But, like, because... Because, um, my... Th- the thing... Because we know from what Five was telling uh, this tow truck driver that he and all of the other Umbrella Academy kids used to go to... Gr- sneak out and go to Gritty's and eat donuts until they got sick. So, and, like... Oh. Oh. And like here here's the thing, Agnes has been running that shop for years. So my yeah. my think is my my thought that I had Ooh. is um so like cuz you kind of see Agnes looking at 5 and she does a bit of a double take, right? Mm. She mm-hmm. probably recognizes him from when they were kids cuz she's she, she obviously mm. she saw a lot of that uniform. Uh-huh. And this is this is taking its way towards an actual good theory. No, it's just like she she recognizes him, but she doesn't say anything because she's like, "Now hold, 
wait, why do you look the same as you did a while ago? And then she just doesn't question it because she's like, well, yeah. well, it's th- those Umbrella Academy kids who, oh, well. Those damn Umbrella Academy kids. Or maybe it's another one of those trends on the Twitter where everyone is like, let's dress up as this dead child. <laughs> this rumored dead child. True, true, true. The latest TikTok craze. I hate that. I hate all of that. Thank you so much. But we know TikTok does not exist there because, like, you know, there's no future technology. Yeah, but if but if TikTok did exist, do you think Agnes would run, like, Agnes would run a little, like, daily life, like, donut TikTok? A- absolutely, she would. She would Agnes's absolutely. daily donut TikTok. Yes! Just like she, she'd be the Tabitha Brown Boom. of donuts. Hey guys, it's Agnes. You won't believe the drama that's going down. I met a beautiful man named... Wait, no. I can't... No, we can't not, talk about that yet. Not until episode three. No. Not until we not until we talk about episodes three and four. Yep. Okay, cool. Okay. Or, do you want to hit me with that next one as well? Oh, okay. Is, so, are, they, are, are they all are they all the, like, the Ben-connected ones still? Okay, no. No. This, this is... This, would, this will be my one good theory. So do you have any other theories you want to discuss before I bring up the one good theory? Oh, I have some. Yes. I have. Then you do them. I will save the one good theory for the end of the episode. Okay, number one. I want you to take yourself back Mm -hmm. to Diego. Yes. Age seven. Okay. And he's he's snuck out in the middle of the night, and he has turned on the television. And he's watching a little, he's watching a little movie that's showing up, you know on whatever channel it is that the Umbrella Academy show world gets. Mm-hmm. And they're showing a movie that night. They're showing Planet of the Apes. <laughs> and he watches it. And he's like, Pogo? Is Pogo? Oh my god. Oh my god. They're subjugating the humans of the world. Everything's horrible. Ah, it's a dystopian future. What's happening? And Pogo, being, you know... A monkey. A chimpanzee. A monkey and a shitty man who was complacent in all of the things that Reginald Hargreaves did to... Abuse monkey. He's a... He's a... Abuse monkey, that funky monkey. (laughs) That fucked up monkey. Ugh, yeah. Oh yeah, sorry. I think we forgot to mention Pogo. Pogo, yeah, Pogo. is Reginald Hargreaves' personal like assistant and British monkey yeah. man. Yep, yep, yep. Is is your is your fire alarm going off? Uh, yeah, the one in the kitchen is sensitive to toast. When we toast toast in the toaster, so I'm also sensitive to toast in which the way that I will crave toast when I smell toast. Okay. Fair. So Essentially, Pogo is still up and about going and doing his thing. He's like, oh, Master Diego is up late watching a movie. And he just suddenly is like there on the side of him. Master Diego, you have to go to bed. And and Diego is like scared out of his mind. He's like, oh, oh, for you. And he points and he points at and he points at like the screen and he points at Pogo and Pogo in just a horrible decision goes, ah, this will teach him to not, to not, like, stay up late. 
and he just and he just goes, yes. I subjugated the humans, Diego, and I'll destroy you if I have to. And Diego just loses it right there, runs away, (laughs) screaming and crying. And from that day on, when, when he, when he sees Pogo, he's like, uh, hello, 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 because his stutter is fear of Pogo. And the reason why Diego moved out in the first place was just to get away from Pogo. That's it. He's just, he's terrified. He's terrified of him. He's, he's, he's afraid that, that if he allows uh, monkey and monkey and chimp kind to run unchecked, they, they uh-huh. will eventually subjugate the human race as he fears. Yes. When, when, when number five, like, appears back, he's like, yeah been to the future it's shit diego's in the back and he just goes i knew it (laughs) i gotta go to the brooklyn zoo and start killing now (laughs) oh my god that's perfect in our in our opening scene in which we see diego saving a family from a home invasion he's like you're safe now also were any of them monkeys. I'll kill those <laughs> bastards. I don't have anything against that. I'll kill them, gut them, skin them, anything you need. I gotcha. And they're like, no, we're fine. Thank you for saving us, Mr. Hargreaves. And he's like, I'll do it. I'll do it. Like Curious John- George, my ass. Dead, my- dead George, my ass, actually. Like John Mulaney sending that email to his friend in college. Do you want me to kill that guy for you? Because I'll totally kill that guy for you. <laughs> When he's when when he's when he's like texting, when he's texting with Luther for some reason, let's say they're in contact or something like that, and also able to text because I don't know if we've mentioned the technology of the world is like is Flip very much has not progressed past the like a razor, like not yeah. even that. It's like all eighties tech, so it's like the most primitive yeah Nokia flip phone you can think of. So 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 as Luther is messaging with Diego over Morse code and Luther's like yeah my day's okay uh Pogo kind of burnt my toast Diego's just like hey bastard do you want me to kill that guy for you because I'll totally kill that guy for you because I will kill that guy just I'll I'll show up it'll be real quick I'll just throw a knife through the window boom done don't have to think about it anymore and you'll never have burnt toast again because then mom will make it Okay, I okay, I do I do want to hear your theory. My, uh my, your your one good theory and then I will theory. say either and then I will end it up with my last one. But this just just real quick, this is just an idea that I had. You know how it ends like episode 2 ends with Dolores, their wonderful robotic mother. She sits down, has been revealed that she's a robot. Yep, she sits down in front of these nice paintings and then like a little like pointy charging charging port like sticks into her ear and starts to charge her up yeah and stuff mm-hmm. i just i just want an edited version that removes all the fancy nice music and the moment it goes into her ear it just starts playing like heavy death metal <laughs> <laughs> gotta recharge and listen to my tunes kids and it's just full-on like screamo death metal blood and guts and satan will come for us Da-da-da-da. As she embroiders, it's just... <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I love that. 
Yeah, that that was that was how she got some like inspiration for when she made uh, the crochet for Ben. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey Ben, have you heard of Demon Head? And he goes, "Be uh, make yourself away from me, foul sinner demon." And she goes, "Okay, sweetie." I also had a minor theory that, like, if the D.A.R.E. program existed, Ben would be a part of it. Oh, absolutely. Just just to rub it in Klaus's face when he got home from meetings and such. Okay. You do your theory. I'll tell you my last bit of Ben, and then I will tell you my greatest theory. Okay. So, this, my, my final, my final theory is the one good theory and uh, I'm gonna have to well, and I'm gonna have to tag her when I when I retweet this on Twitter. But this is actually inspired by my soon-to-be professor, uh, Professor Robin Mitchell of CSU Channel Islands, because this semester I'm taking a class of hers on uh, crimes and mysteries. And Go oysters! Our, I don't know your. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna say it's oysters. <laughs> Close dolphins. Go clams! Oh, okay. <laughs> But um, I our final project is we get to pick a mystery, and we get to like analyze it, and like that's our final essay project for her class. Cause and I started like thinking of things to I have a list of things that I'm thinking about doing the options for my uh for for that, and it got me thinking about a about a theory, because um, we know. We know Hazel and Cha-Cha worked for the same organization that Five worked for. And mm-hmm. we know that... Commission? Yeah. We, and we know the commission protects the timeline by making sure that things happen the way they're supposed to. So, what if Five is behind all unsolved murders? Like, and the examples I came up with are uh, the Robeson family murders. The the murder of Ken Rex McElroy, Bella and the Witch Elm, and my personal favorite, which I think is the most plausible, Hinter Kaifek. Because there was only the one set of footprints leading away from the house for Hinter Kaifek. Okay. I also don't know a lot of these, like, famous unsolved murder cases. Okay. So would you like me to give you a brief rundown of... I would love that. Okay. So the Robeson family, so the dad was involved in some shady business. The family, like, left their regular home, went up to their cabin and, and during the summertime, and then they just found the whole family dead in the cabin. Nobody knows who did it. To this day, it is still unsolved. And this happened in, like, the 50s. Okay. Uh, Ken Rex McElroy, known for being a really terrible person, was mysteriously shot in the back of the head by someone. Nobody knows who it is, and nobody ever confessed. Nobody in the town who saw who did it uh, told the police because Ken Rex McElroy was a very shitty person. Bella in the Witch Elm is the uh, is a unsolved case where an unidentified woman's body was found in a Witch Elm tree in England. Uh, during a blitz in World War II, and her body has yet to be identified. There is no, no, no way to know how she even got into the tree, because she it's a, mm-hmm. where they found her in such an odd position inside of it that it's kind of impossible that she could have climbed in herself. And then the the Hinterkaifeck is 
uh, essentially there's this family living on a farm uh, out like in like the countryside of Germany. And it's a family. They keep losing maids because they keep the maids keep hearing noises in like the the attic or whatever. And then the day okay. they they bring it, they hire a new maid, the last maid. And then like a a week later, uh, someone goes by the farm because they haven't heard from the family in a week, and the whole family's dead, including the maid. There is one set of footprints leading away, but there's also evidence that whoever did it stayed on the farm and fed all the animals and stuff and took care of it. And there was only, there was never any footprints le- coming towards the house. There was footprints leading away from it. And they never found any evidence of who did it. There's also several other ones that I'm thinking, but like five. Fuck. Yeah, five is, mm-hmm. I'm thinking five definitely shot Ken Rex McElroy in the back of the head. Yeah. Okay. Because, because as you, as you were saying this, I came to a, a conclusion. Yes. What's the most poignant unsolved death in this show? What death do we not know how happened? Ben. What if five killed Ben? I, I, I've, that is also a thing that I was thinking of, but there's also another thing that I had, which is what if five killed, I, and I can't even, I can't even say it because it's not, we can't, we can't talk about that episode yet, but it's, it's a, it's a certain someone that, that Klaus will come to love very, very much. Things you don't want to think about that. Y'all, y'all might not have watched, if, if, like, if you have watched and such, you might have stopped at episode two to be able to listen to this and then continue on from there. So this might not make sense to you, but, um, I am so angry at you. How fucking dare you? I... That hurts me. That hurts me in the gayest part of my heart. Oh, man. Okay. Well done. Yes. You've managed to hurt me again with one good theory. Yes. To circle back to my last bit about my wonderful Catholic Ben theory. (laughs) In episode two... When we see Klaus waking up from his fun drug time, <laughs> and Ben is sitting there reading a book, he can't hold things. He can't, like, pick up stuff. So he he specifically manifested with a Bible to shame Klaus. Oh, my God. That... Like, 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 as... As Klaus is waking up from his, like, nighttime trauma as the ghosts call out towards him to help them or save them or something like that, you know, hey, he's like, oh, you know, you talk in your sleep, right? Mm-hmm. But what we don't, we don't see is the quiet line that he mutters to himself where he goes, you're really interrupting Luke, but okay. <laughs> Ooh, oh, man. Okay. Love it. Perfect. Now it's time for the ultimate theory. Luther has super strength, but that's it. 
Oh. When we see him drop in through the ceiling in the bank scene in episode one, mm-hmm. I think he just broke his ankles doing that. You know what? That would that would make sense. Because he jumped in from that height. I think he has super strength, but but he like he doesn't he doesn't have like impact absorption or like reinforced like bones and shit. But what if his what if the strength is is bone deep? See, but I don't think it's that. That, I mean, yeah, that would make sense. I think he's such a tough guy that he, like, he won't even mention it. He's (laughs) He's just like, like, I'm number one. My ankles are broken. It's fine. It's fine. He's like the Black Knight in Monty Python. Yeah, it's, you know, it's fine. And okay, scratch your arms off. No, it isn't. And And he doesn't bring it up ever. And so then he starts saying to Reginald, he's like, you know, Dad, someday I want to go on the moon because the moon has less gravity and thus he will be in less pain. <laughs> that and it just, just makes like, sense. He's, he's always on the way of forever broken ankles. Because like, for, for example, for example, all the times, like, we never see him run faster than just like a light shitty jog. Yeah, that is true. And when... And when when there's the family dance scene, mm-hmm. he just does that little awkward white boy shuffle. He's not like doing any big steps. He's not moving around. He is in one place, spinning slightly in a circle. That that does follow. Though though we must understand, Tom Hopper is British and therefore can't dance very well. Big bulky British yes. man who cannot dance. Mm-hmm. Now I have a little extra thing. Oh. Tell me more. Because because this applies to all of his bones. Oh god. <laughs> okay. He can he can lift stuff super easily, but a super punch to someone is gonna fuck him up. He oh. can hit with super like super powerful impact, but boom, all of his bones in his arm broken, just like <laughs> just shattered. And so and so that's why that's why he's gigantic. It's because his body is swollen from all of his broken bones. <laughs> his muscles have just swollen to protect the fragments that remain of whatever bones his, he had. His body <laughs> is a constantly is like a constantly swollen bag of meat full of giant broken tic tacs. Like that's his body. <laughs> you know what? That follows. And he is constantly using his super strength to just like keep himself upright. And at the start of episode two, when Allison has like that weird moment with him and she like has, she has a hand on his shoulder. She kind of moves to go away and she lowers her hand. She keeps looking at her, like at his shoulder. And I think that's because she put her hand there and it like sunk in and she just went like. (laughs) She's just like, oh Jesus. Oh God. What? What? I'm not, I'm not even going to mention it. What the fuck? Yep. Oh man. I'm just, uh -uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. And so, you know in episode one Diego throws a knife and it cuts the side of Luther's coat <laughs> and and then in the next episode when Luther is at Diego's place and Diego comes in he's like oh, I could smell you the, but he throws the knife anyway that's when those that's yes that's when those jokes start mm-hmm. that he can smell him because I think Luther's shitty broken body is full of just like fermenting bone marrow, and all the smell is just like coming out. Oh god! And he's he's just in constant incredible pain. Jesus 
Christ. <laughs> oh boy. The the reason why he puts his hand over his arm when it gets cut is like, oh no, my tic tacs. They're just gonna like start like shooting out. <laughs> oh my god. Like maybe his jacket supports him or something like that and keeps his stupid broken shitty body together he's just a bag of meat in a trench coat he's just a loose bag of meat it's you just take a hefty bag you put some ground beef and some tic tacs in there shake that shit around add a protein shake and that's luther as opposed to diego my body is a temple hargreaves My body is a temple. That's why my mind is so fucked up and I repress all of my trauma and try beating the shit out of people instead of thinking about what actually happened to me in the past and fucked me up. Yeah. Anyway, haha, throw knife. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that makes sense. And oh, I and I do I do have I just realized I yeah. do have one mm-hmm. I do have one throwaway little throwaway theory. I do have one last bit on the Luther and then we will do that. Uh, the, his jacket is specially developed, like, to help mm-hmm. keep his shitty bones in. Because he, like, knocks his head against, uh, his little, like, hanging airplane in his room. And then he, like, puts on his jacket. And then he's fine. I don't think that's him waking up. I think that's literally just his weird, like, accordion <laughs> body as he's, like, slumping himself out of bed and getting about. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love it. Luther's a monstrosity made of meat and broken Tic Tacs. Big valid. All right. Give me that throwaway theory. All right. So my throwaway theory is that all of the Hargreaves, except Luther, are just, are all a little gay. Which is technically a fact, but also just an observation that I have made. Oh, yeah. Because, because I think at this point... We all know, and this this is gonna be where it gets a little NSW mm. NSFW for people. So for like the next like five to ten seconds, if you don't like that, I'd suggest silencing your headphones. Okay. Starting now. now. Diego takes the strap from Eudora, and that's just on God. It's a fact okay. we all know, and um. That's just how it is. All right, put your headphones back on. You probably didn't hear hear me say yeah. that, but yes, yeah, put yeah. your headphones back on. Okay. Okay. Yes. Um, that's obvious. That's yeah. so fucking obvious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, He's... And Klaus, Klaus doesn't care about gender roles. And nope, if I if Klaus I would like to mention, com- yep, Klaus in the comics is canonically pansexual and also non-binary. Yeah. Does Klaus use they them pronouns in um, the comics? No, he's uh, he still uses he him, kind of similar okay, to Gerard cool. so Way, who still, uses okay. both. Um, yeah, but like uh, Klaus does not identify with either gender, which is why he steals Allison's clothes a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he. It's just, uh, this. Listen, this goes into my own throwaway theory <laughs> that somewhere on his like. A bunch of necklaces that he has. One of those is the pin. One of those is the pin from Velvet Goldmine. It has to be up dead ass. Any, As he he just walks into scenes with pin. new outfits. Yes. That sh- yeah. In the time it takes for Diego to brutally walk to his car, 
which takes eh, it takes like 20 seconds and costa's like i'll get my things he's in a completely new outfit he's got this new coat on and it's like how did you do that motherfucker he's just yeah D- klaus met jack ferry at some point during his travels of being a homeless uh drug addicted teenager and they they yeah. got along really well and Cl- jack ferry was like oh look another child i'm going to adopt delightful <laughs> <laughs> Or, or at least Klaus is followed by the spirit of like fifteen old dead queens. <laughs> it's it's the it's the two it's the two from, from the, the bar, bar that needs subtitles. Yes, absolutely. But I also think like, what if Klaus ended up like? Because I mean, because mm-hmm. the New New York is also where Arthur and Kurt are. They they just they just adopt that he's one of their kids. He just, yeah. They just they're just like oh look we're adopting a, we're adopting a child who reminds reminds us of ourselves in different ways. Excellent. I'm I'm so excited to create an actual conspiracy board as we connect <laughs> every, all every all, of these, all of these all of these shows in some way. Yes. Yeah. What you didn't know is that on conspiracy boards. The red yarn stands for queer found family. Yes. Yeah. It's, All right. We, at some point, we'll have to make merch of that where we actually have just... And when, oh, when, oh, yes. When we're done with season one, we'll make a conspiracy board poster and it'll just be all of the queer characters who are connected by the pin and Velvet Goldmine. <laughs> In the center, it's a big picture of the pin and we got all these little like pieces going off and who it affects and how Batman exists in this somehow and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay. That's perfect. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. I think yeah. that's it for all that we have for today. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. Those, that's all my theories done. Goodness. Wonderful. Okay. All right. Wonderful. Uh, well, we got a couple things. We got a couple things we want to make mm-hmm. sure that we mention. Yes. Uh, we have a Twitter at LME pod mm-hmm. uh, as well. We have a discord now. We have a discord yeah. server for our actual podcast you can pop in there you can chat with us you can give us your own theories you can there is a section for the one good theory so if you have if you have an actual theory you can put it there if not you will be punished on site not actually we don't really care but uh we've got that uh hey do you have a friend do you have a phone or an internet connection Yes. Send them the following words, anchor.fm slash let me explain podcast. That's all one word, let me explain podcast. Mm-hmm. Bother them. Give them the information of us. Spam Share us with your friends. Mm-hmm. Rate us on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. If you can't tell, we don't have an outro script. Nope. Well, I mean, I could I could plug my own things. Oh my goodness, you have stuff? I have <gasps> I have stuff. I'm holding my hand to my mouth in mock surprise. Please go ahead. <laughs> well, uh, the stuff that I have include a Twitter. Uh, so if you want to follow me, Teray, on Twitter, that's going to be uh, at Head Meddler, and that is going to be Ray says defund the police and give to the arts. Uh, me, your co-host, also has a YouTube channel called Meddling in Antiquity, where I use pop culture to foster discussion about socio-political issues that we're facing now. So if you want to follow, if you want to go follow me on there, you can. And I also make music. So if you like music, uh, you can stream my single myth on Spotify, where you listen to this podcast, Apple Music, 
uh, purchase it on iTunes and also listen to it on Bandcamp. And iHeartRadio, I think. Yes, I just hit iHeartRadio. So you yeah, you just got that. on there. I did. I have a chance to be. Uh, I have a chance to be on the airwaves. If that if that would be a fun that would be a fun thing for me to do at the present moment. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that's it. Yeah. All of that information. I want you to use your eyes. I want you to look in the description right now. Right now. Boom. All that information is most likely there. Yep. If it's not, re-listen to it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's it. Yeah. I think that's all we have. That's it. So. We're done. Goodbye. Thank you for listening. Au revoir. Like, rate, share, favorite, all of those things. Yep. Oh. I'm, I'm, wa- I'm waving goodbye. Oh, yeah. Me too. It's an audio-only medium. But I am <laughs> waving goodbye. <laughs>